because what we're going to talk about today is dead without the spirit. Dead without, everything you do is dead without the spirit. And we're going to look at this this morning. Christ was talking to his disciples. Now, if you really understand this relationship that he had, it, it, it's such a wonderful relationship because the disciples were just as big as knuckleheads as we were. We are, I should say. And, and Christ, well, Christ was just, he was, he was, look, man, I just want to explain some things to you. And he would do it in a way that they might be able to understand. But you know how disciples are. They want to know more. Give me some more. Give me some more. I want to know the truth. I had some people say, I don't want milk. I want meat. Give me all this kind of stuff. I'm like, really? And God had the same problem. Jesus said in verse 16, chapter 16 of John, he was about to leave. He was about to be uh, crucified. He wanted to leave some final words with his boys. And in John 16, we're going to begin at verse 12. He said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Isn't that a loving God? He could have dropped everything on them, everything that was going to happen to them uh, 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 right then, and they would have run to the hills if he'd have told Peter that he was going to be hung upside down and, 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 and told some of the disciples, you're going to be you know, uh, boiled in oil. <laughs> that would have been a little too much, wouldn't it? You know, when somebody's just starting out, like your first day at work, and they're going to tell you that, you know, you're going to have to know how to run this company in a week and a half, that would be just a little too much. But Jesus was very kind. He said, you know, you're not ready yet. He said in verse 13, how be it, he said, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. The reason they couldn't handle it and they wouldn't even been able to understand it because they didn't have what? The Holy Spirit. Now think about that just for a second. You cannot understand anything about God without the Holy Spirit. He said, the things I want to share with you can only be understood by the Spirit. And so I can't talk to you. It'd be mean to tell you these things. When it'd be like me sitting here talking French to an audience of English-speaking people and then get mad at the audience for not knowing what I said. He said, you cannot know me. You cannot hear me. You cannot understand me without my spirit. We okay with that? Now, I know we kind of word people. You know, we, we, we doctrine people. We got steps. We got do's and don'ts. He said this morning, you don't even know what a do and don't is without me. Even though you read it in the book, thou shalt not do this. You don't even know what that means without my spirit. And we've had doc, I mean, a, a, a denomination as a denomination spring up because they thought they knew what he said. But they left the spirit of God out of it. What a waste of life. What a waste of effort, and what a murderous position to take. Go to John 7. He said, look, dead without my spirit. Anything you do without my spirit is not approved of heaven. So we're going to go to John chapter 7. Now look at this. He's talking to his boys again in verse 38. 
He said, he that believeth on me. And then there's a qualifier here. As the scripture hath said. So you can say, I believe in Christ. As I figured out how to believe in him. That's not going to get it when it comes to being approved of heaven. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Okay? Now, that's the metaphor he chose to use. He said flow. He said we would know about water. We would know how to flow. But look what he said in 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. He said it wasn't time for that yet. But he said, I'm going to give you something that flows through you, which is called what? The Holy Spirit. I can't see how we miss this. It's the Holy Spirit that, he said, these living waters are going to be the Holy Spirit that flows through you. He said, this is what I'm trying to, I, I'm trying to tell you. He said, if you believe on me, as the scripture saith, out of your belly will flow living water, this is the Spirit that's going to flow out of you. So if the Spirit can flow out, the fear, Spirit must what? First, flow in. You can't give what you don't have. And the only way for you to do what God would have you to do is have this spirit in you. Please re understand that. It doesn't matter what you do. If it's not empowered or initiated by the Holy Ghost, it is not approved of heaven. Well, well Brother Shaw, I feed the hungry. Did the Holy Ghost feed the hungry through you? Or did you feed the hungry? Is there a difference? What if, well, but I, 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 I give my money to the poor. He said, did the Holy Spirit give the money to the poor, or did you, you give it to the poor? Well, I did it because that's what you said to do. <coughs> Wrong answer. Romans chapter 8. See, we're gonna, he, he, he showed us something this morning. This balance, this, this grace and, and works thing. It's real. Amen. And what's wonderful about it, it got so clear today, I said, Lord, that's, that really? That's it? He said, yeah, all these wars that have been fought over works and grace, they're both wrong. They don't really know what I was saying. And I said, well, you know, we got it, because, you know, we're brought up, we have to do this. Commandments. He said, you'll be doing, no, it, they will be done. <laughs> They will be done. Those works that you, they will be done. But we've gotten off track a little bit. If we are doing them, they're not approved. Look at everybody like, uh-oh. But they have to be done. So we're, we, seems to be at a, we seem to be at a quandary here. But we're not. It's going to be very clear in just a second. The work will be done because the commandments will be kept. But you'll find out you're not keeping them. Didn't I take a little pressure off? Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Romans chapter 8. Now, I know you all are going to go back to the other side. Oh, I ain't going to have no, I, I just sit around, I had to do that. No, no, that's not what he's saying at all. He's saying, but you need to get out of my way. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Now stay with it just a little while. We're in verse 3, Romans 8. For what the law, chapter 3, I mean verse 3 of Romans 8. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through what? He didn't say that the law wasn't no good. 
He didn't say the law should be done away with. He said this law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin where? In the flesh, because that's where sin is, right? And then he said, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled where? But I thought we're not supposed to do nothing. We're under grace. The righteousness, there's righteousness in his law. There's right doing in his law. It can be fulfilled in us who walk after, not after the flesh, but how? After the spirit. So we get in the picture now. It's just in a, in a minute we're going to see it very clearly. The righteousness of the law will be performed in us if we walk where? For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let me drop this on you and let you run out of the building mad. You ready? Your righteous works are carnally minded. You know all the righteous things we do? They're not righteous because the only stamp of righteousness belongs to the one holding the stamp in heaven. He said, all your holiness is nothing. But I will use you. I will have you fulfill the righteousness of the law because you're going to get out of my way. And I'll fill you with something that's the only entity that's going to keep it. Do you know it was the entity that was in Jesus that made him keep his father's law? Is the same entity he's about to put in you? But that was Jesus. No, Jesus could not do his father's will without what? His spirit. That's what this book says. I know Catholicism taught you different. Let's keep reading. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is what? Enmity against God. Uh, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We got that? It doesn't matter you're in church. It really doesn't. Because if you're carnally in church, you're still carnal. If you're carnally feeding the poor, clothing the naked, uh, casting out demons, you're still carnal and you can't please God. You remember what he said? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. We got this? Hold tight, hold tight. Hold on to your chair, okay? So then, verse 9, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, what? That the spirit of God dwell in you. Dwell in you. What's dwell mean? Live. Not visit. Your, your relatives visit, but he dwells with you. Your husband dwells with you. Amen? Your wife dwells with you. Sometimes y'all don't want them dwelling, but they, they, they ain't going nowhere. But he dwells, right? Your children, to a certain age, always dwelling with you. Right? So that's what the Holy Spirit, he said, I'm going to dwell with you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ. Y'all ready for this? He's none of his. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we feel. It doesn't matter what somebody else feels. It doesn't matter how many t-shirts we got on. 
or how many things we have done, how many cathedrals we have built, how many people we have baptized. It doesn't matter. If the Spirit of Christ is not in you, you are none of His. Do you want to be caught on that side of the fence? Yeah, brush y'all, cool. Verse 10, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Amen? Whose spirit is it? God's spirit. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, now stop there. Who raised Jesus from the dead? Mm-mm-mm. So the father used somebody to whisper to the Lord. To see, who was that? It was a spirit. How did Adam become a living soul? He breathed in the breath of life and man became a living soul. Stop discounting the Holy Ghost. Stop discounting the Spirit of God. Jesus went from dead to life through the Spirit. Amen? Amen. He that is raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his Spirit that does what? Dwelleth in you. So we become, we were dead when we came to God, and when the Spirit fills us, we become alive, and the body dies. The carnal side of us dies, and we can actually do things for God because it's the Spirit in us that's doing it. Stop it. We see that? It's not heavy, right? It's not too heavy. Can, can we get an amen, a no, shake your head, dance, something? I need an indicator. Let's go to Romans 14. The works of righteousness will be done. And they will be done in us. But they will be done by his spirit. Get that message. Romans chapter 14. Because we don't want to be like old Israel of old. Israel of old fell in love with the temple. They fell in love with the works. And they forgot. They forgot. Verse 17 of Romans 14 says, For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but what? Righteousness and how? Righteousness and peace and joy where? He said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So it's not about the, what you do. It's about who is doing it in you. Did he do away with the commandments? He said, but you'll do them because you will allow the only entity that can do them to dwell in you. Oh, it takes ego out of the box. Oh, man, we'd be the most humble. That's why real Christians can be humble, because they understand, I ain't doing nothing. My job is to stay connected to the vine. That's only my job is. They say, I need to stay connected with the vine. The fruit is not mine. I'm the branch. Now, what's going on out there is because what's going on in the vine. If the vine dies, that branches can't produce nothing. So you just be the branch and be happy. Is there benefits of being the branch? 
is the benefits of being connected. So, and we don't get any credit. That's the problem. I want somebody to pat me on my back and tell me how holy I am and tell me how wonderful I am. Oh, you're just a wonderful soul. If, if you want to be reverend, Psalms 91.11 will teach you something. Holy and reverend is who? If you want to be, you know, the reverend good doctor, you know, or whatever they call themselves these days. He said, hold on now. If Jesus refused to be called good, what about us? Do good works. Be of a reputation that will glorify the Father in heaven because he's good, he's joyous, he's righteous. So, of course, if his spirit is living in us, all of that will be our lives. Anybody want to be happy? Anybody want to be joyous? Anybody want to have peace? Amen. Where do you think it comes from? I know we've tried everything else. Anybody find peace in a bottle? Anybody find peace at the end of a, 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 a I don't even know what they call them anymore. Anybody ever find peace in, in illegal drugs? Oh, look at y'all. That's the funniest group of people I've ever seen in my life. I know y'all. <laughs> oh, no, I've never touched the stuff. I've been pure since day one. I've only had spring water. <laughs> <laughs> Some people try to find happiness in females. Oh, I've got everybody in, didn't I? <laughs> find happiness in, in males. He's going to make me happy. She's going to make me happy. Let me tell you something. That is never going to work. You can be happy with somebody. Amen? Amen. But know the origin of happiness, Amen. and you'll be better off. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Let's keep going. Verse 18, we're still in Romans 14. For he that is in these things serveth Christ. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. He said, if you understand these things, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness and peace and joy for he that is in these things serveth Christ. If you're in joy, if you're in peace, if you're in this spirit, you, you serveth Christ. It, it, this service is acceptable to God and approved of men. See, you will be approved of heaven if you do it this way. If these works are done in you through the spirit that does them. 1 Corinthians 2. Are we understanding so far? We did not cancel the commandments, did we? We did not cancel good works, did we? We just found out how that happens. It's the spirit in us that do, does these things. Period. Because as soon as you start taking credit for being a good person or doing something right, the devil says, gotcha, because I turn your focus from God to you. And if I live in you land, God, Lucifer is the king of the ego. That's why I get kicked out of heaven. It's all about me. I deserve this. And everybody who uses that particular thought pattern always end up in bad shape. Some people, they live life and they have a couple of years of what? Good times, as they call it. 
you know, enjoy sin for a season. But they always end up in a bad place. And it's sad to see, you know, these great Hollywood stars commit suicide, get strung out, because they can't handle it, because all the things that they worked, they thought that was going to bring them joy, they were empty calories. They couldn't, they couldn't nourish their soul. And so they go and do other things and other things, and, and they just get burnt out and kicked to the side. It's so sad to see a has-been. You know how it is. You're hot for a couple of years, and then you don't hear from them anymore. And they're down at Denny's trying to be a waitress. What a life. But that's not going to be our testimony, because there's a spirit in us that needs to dwell. Go to 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry. Now look what God says about this. He said, when the Spirit is in you, you, you got a lot of information coming to you. You get to see things like the Spirit sees things. You won't be deceived as easy as you're deceived now because it, you're not seeing things anymore. He has taken over you. That's a problem for some. I'm my own person. I always hear people say that. And ask, then I ask him, how were you born? You test tube, baby? What, what is it? How were you born? Who fed you? When your diaper was dirty, who changed you? Before you could speak, who knew what you wanted? But you're your own person. I'm a self-made. You are a product of other people's efforts. I guarantee you this, if your mother would have put you in a dumpster, where would you be? <coughs> All your self-made, you know, couldn't even get out of the dumpster. So let's understand something right quick. You are a result of, of other people's effort and the result of somebody breathing life into your soul. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's go to verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. We okay so far? Verse 9 says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that what? Now, we like that verse, don't we? Why? Oh, God going to give me something. That's what we like that verse. We like that verse and say, oh man, he's bigger than our imagination. We don't even know how to ask for all the great things God is going to drop down on us. Let's keep reading. Verse 10 said, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. See, the reason we don't know what God wants for us is because we hadn't contacted his spirit. God said, I tell you, you just don't understand it because you don't have my spirit. My spirit understands everything about me. He said, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is, it, which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. So if you want to know about God, who do you need to be contacting? His spirit. His spirit knows the deep things of God. It searches all things. If you want to know what's going on in your life, who should you see? No, go down to the soothsayers. You know, you turn on television, you know, you know that's just like me. I got that problem. Mm. 
Turn on Ellen. Let's see. <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in your life, go to life. Amen. Go to the source of life and say, life, the spirit of life, the spirit of joy, the spirit of happiness. What's going on in my life? Come dwell in me so I know. And by the time it, it finishes dwelling in you, you'll say, what life? What, what problem? Did, what, what, what was that? I forgot. What, what was I asking you for? Because your whole life will be different. Yeah. Let's keep reading. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Because that's what God wants us to know. He wants us to know the things that God will do, that God will give. The devil has kept that from us. That's why we believe the devil more than we believe the Lord. Verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. If you learn nothing else in this ministry, you learn this, everything is spiritual. Everything in your life is spiritual. It's not the person you, and stop being mad at people. That's such a waste of energy. You can look, if, you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, you can look and look at, oh, I, that's, nope. I already know what's about to happen. Because you can see it. See people they're coming in here like, oh, it's going to be an interesting day. The, dear, the, the spirit of discontent just walked in. And that, guess what? And it's all right because guess what? If you see it, what advantage do you have? It's like having a playbook. Anybody ever played anything? Let's say you're a football player, and, and somebody stole the, the, your opponent's playbook, and y'all studied every play that they run. And so the game happens. What happens? You ought to win, <laughs> shouldn't you? You ought to know, shouldn't you? No? Shouldn't? Huh? Okay, none of y'all played. <laughs> All right, let's see. What, what, what? In a corporate world, okay? On the stock market, it's called insider trading. You know what's, what, 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 what Apple's about to do. No one else does. And when Apple does this, your stocks are going to rise. With the Holy Spirit, you got the inside trade. You know what's going to happen before it happens. Then with his spirit, you have the power to overcome what's coming at you. So you look and laugh. They say, yeah, all right. Yeah, really? Yeah, devil, really? Really? Okay. Only if what? You have this spirit with you. Do we need a spirit? Yes. Do you know you're in a war? Yes. What are you using to fight? What are we using to fight? Okay, we'll get to that. We'll have to teach that again. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. That's all right. That's all right. Nope, yep, yep, too late. Mm -mm. First, first Corinthians 12. You got a big zero on that test. Uh, <laughs> First Corinthians 12. Look at this. It's the spirit in us. Never forget that. The things that we must do, the things that we do, the things, how we go about the works of God have to be in us and, and used, we have to be used by the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish them. Now look at this. This is church related here. Stay with us. We're in 1 Corinthians 12. We're going to begin in verse 4. God says, now there are diversities of gifts. Amen? Yeah. But 
the same spirit. This is how we perform the works of God. He said the works of God, the righteousness of God in you is through this spirit. That's why you can't use your gifts without the gift giver. Because the gift giver knows what gift he gave you. Use the gift. Don't sit there and want somebody else's gift. Because you got somebody else's gift. God says, my Holy Ghost can't dwell in somebody who's covetous, who's envious. And the gift I gave you will fall flat because you're not using it the way I ask you to use it. But he said, look, understand this. There's diversities of gift, but the same spirit. He said, and there are differences in administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man for what purpose? With all. So why is God trying to let us participate in his plan of salvation, not his plan of salvation, his, his restoration of his kingdom on earth is for the profit of others. Your gifts are should be used for the kingdom of God. We see that? Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Who gave the word of wisdom? The to another the word of knowledge. By what? The to the other faith. By what? To another the gifts of healing by what? To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kinds of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit. We get that? All work how? By the spirit. Your work can only be done by the spirit. Verse 11, but all these workers that one self same spirit dividing to every man severally as who will? As the spirit will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. See, now you see why churches are dysfunctional. Whether they're small or large. Because the spirit is not doing the work. We're trying to do work. And that's the problem. Instead of saying, let me stay connected to the vine and let the spirit do the work. See, if I have a gift and I have his spirit and the spirit is doing the work, this person has a gift and what happened? The spirit is doing the work in that person. Those two spirits don't contradict each other. There's no problem in the church. But when I have a gift and I'm doing the work. I'm not getting my props. I want to do this. We got issues. Why is everybody so quiet? Now, self-saved spirit is what we're looking for. Give in to that spirit. Because I don't want to do anything without it. I've seen me do work. It's been a mess. I mean, I know y'all have not had that before. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tantamount to this. Me being a shade tree mechanic, 
and working on my car, or the person who manufactured the vehicle with 80 years of, of experience and 37,000 technical certificates working on a car. Wouldn't that be a difference? Well, that's how it is when you don't work with the Spirit and you work with the Spirit. The Spirit knows what it's doing. He knows the mind of Christ. The Spirit knows your mind. He knows the mind of the person you're working with. He knows the mind of the person you're going to be working with next week, so he's positioning your mind now to be able to deal with this one so you can deal with that one. You ever seen that in your work environment? God builds you up for the big one. You have a little idiot that you deal with because three weeks from now you got a big idiot you got to deal with. And he has to build you up because if you got to this without knowing this, you'd make a mess out of it. That's why when the Holy Spirit is running your life, man, you don't have to understand. Just say, okay. And what's wonderful about it, you'll begin to understand because you'll have the mind of Christ. Amen? We all right? Let's go on down to Hebrews. Because we talked about this spiritual drink, this spiritual gifts, this spirit that's, we need to come together with this. Hebrews chapter 9. He talked about the law again. This balance between the law, this works mindset, and this grace mindset. We, we should have a pretty clear picture now. There will be works of righteousness. It's just you won't be doing them. It'll be Christ, the Spirit of God in you that does them. Because that's the only one that could do it that will receive a stamp of approval. Isaiah says, your best is filthy rags. If we did everything right according to us, you don't get out of the starting block. That's how bad sin is. That's how much we need him. He said in Hebrews chapter 9, let's go to verse 12. Hebrews 9 and verse 12. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 12. And the Lord says, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Now where do we find this blood of goats and calves before? In the sanctuary. We found it in the, in the testament that said that you need to do these things, right? This was called the Levitical law, the, the law of ordinances. He said, you, you saw this, but it was pointing you to what just happened, which was Christ. He gave his, 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 his blood once. And verse 13 said, For if the blood of bulls and goats and of ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctified, sanctified up to the purifying of the flesh. Now look at this. He's not only talking about that past activity. He's talking about our works today. If our works were good enough, if our denominations were good enough, if our feelings and ideas were good enough, then Christ wouldn't have had to show us the good in the right way. But guess what? They're not good enough. And we got to be okay with that. He said, if that was good enough, verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. How did Christ offer himself? Through the eternal spirit. It was in his word. We just read it, didn't we? 
who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. So all of Christ's life was through the spirit. The only way he could keep the law was through the spirit. He said, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Dead works. Without the spirit, all works are dead whether they be what we call holy, what we call righteous, whatever we call, without the Spirit of God doing the works, they're dead. Anybody want any dead works? All right. Let's go to Galatians. Maybe you'll be happy. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. We're going to end with some happiness, okay? I thought this was so wonderful. Sister Jerry, I thought this was a wonderful uh, sermon because it relieved us. It took away selfishness. It took away backbiting and, and, and viciousness. It took away all those things because we know if the Spirit of God in us, if it dwells in us, then we can do things called the righteousness of the law. But Brother Steve, I guess it's a not a happy sermon. <laughs> but, all right, hold on. Yeah, yes, Father. The scripture we first read earlier in Corinthians, it said that we need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, guided is a continual action. Therefore, everything we do must be inspired by that Spirit. Now, that sounds a little weird. Everything we do. We find in here, it, it said, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do what? All for the glory of God. We also find that ye are the temple of the, who? The living God. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, now, now does that, that make a little more sense? Because if you are a servant of God, you are indeed a housing for the Spirit. Okay, maybe this make you feel better. You are always a housing for a spirit. <laughs> I didn't say the spirit, a spirit. We got we to gotta get this. This fleshly realm we live in is temporary at best, and it is, it's, you're just the housing for some activity above your head. Amen. Amen. We all right? Amen. We got to, see, if you don't know that, you'll spend your whole life trying to be something. When you could be everything if you just believe. Because this little nothing compared to where he is, some things just don't matter no more. She stepped on my foot. Well, okay. Somebody step on our foot. It's a federal case. You know. What did the lady say the other day? Stepped on her foot. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> And what happens to us? We get drugged into that. Or somebody say, excuse you. <laughs> oh. I just smile. And say, Lord, help that child. They just deceived. But the devil always tries to poke at you. Poke at you. 
what button I'm going to push today? Let's see what button is left on it. When we talked about Jesus, and they said when they came for Jesus, the devil couldn't do anything because he had nothing in him because Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. And it was nothing the devil could reach and grant. He wanted no buttons to push on Jesus. Those whips couldn't push the button on him. Those nails didn't push the button on him. When they ripped his beard out, didn't push the button. Pain will push a button on us, won't it? Oh, we'll, we'll denounce Jesus, the Father, Son, Mary, and everybody else. We get enough pain. Why do you think torture is so effective? They tortured him. They crucified him. But he was full of the Holy Ghost. There was no buttons to push. So we still got buttons. We got some renovation to do. We are housing a spirit of buttons. We need to get them buttons out of there, don't we? Nothing can harm you if you were filled with the Holy Spirit. What can they do? Because you are connected to all power. And your whole position. See, you've never been rich before, have you? No, no. no I ain't talking about, I'm talking about rich. I'm talking about wealthy. I'm talking about you, money don't even cross your mind. You count your money in bees. You wake up, bang, I lost a billion dollars on the market. I ain't got but 50 more. You've never been the king or queen of England. No. They walk a little differently. They're not really all that petty. Because what are you going to do to them? What are you going to do? Right. Oh, you think you're somebody. Yep. yep. I am. Mm-hmm. And they act differently. If you're a child of the king of the universe, shouldn't you act differently? Amen. I'm not talking about snobby either. So, you know, I know some of y'all are like, yeah, I'm going to get my, I'm going to be stuck up. No. You need to walk like you're a child of the king. Somebody step on your foot. Man, I'm sorry my foot got in your way. My bad. Amen. <laughs> You'll live longer. Amen. That happened to me in Humboldt, Tennessee. 1981. Now, uh, Josh was laughing at me. He said, you remember them people's names. Yeah. I, I, I accidentally either stepped on this guy's foot. Now we in a now when I say humble a club in humble, it might be big as this room, and everybody humble in there, you know. <laughs> and this guy, I didn't know who this guy was. You know, I'm college boy, green as the day is long. Boom! I step on dude. Everybody stop. <laughs> he got all white on, so he 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 the cock of the wall. He I said, "Hey, bro, man, my man, my, I'm sorry." It was automatic because I had a chance to think of it. I probably just ran, but uh, man, I'm sorry. Hey, man, my. All right. You know why? Because it didn't matter. We are the children of the king. Hey, sorry, man. I, me humbling myself to you does not diminish who I am. Amen. Amen. I don't have to prove to you who I am. Yes. People get shot every day trying to be somebody. Amen. Well, you know, I don't want him to think I'm a punk. Well, ask the mortician what you are now. Right. <laughs> you right. dead, whatever classification you want to be. But God says, look, man, you are different because my spirit is in you. Don't get offended so easily. 
Let's move with this spirit. When, when you hear sermons that make you upset and say, but I thought I was doing good works. If you're doing them, they're not good. You get no credit for that. Let the Holy Spirit do the works in, of righteousness in you. Did the word do the word? Everything fine. Galatians 5. Okay, let's all end on a wonderful note. Because I do, I, I, believe me, I, I do understand feelings do play a part in the lives of humans. Yeah, I know sometimes you don't think I think that, but I understand we have feelings. And feelings are good as long as they are put in the right place, in the driver's seat. I just seen everybody was awake, Sister Marie. Okay. <laughs> feelings need to ride in the back seat, in the trunk. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5. The Lord says in verse 16 of Galatians 5, this I say then, do what? Walk in the Spirit. That's it. Walk in the Spirit. Not walk chasing the Spirit. You're walking in the Spirit. In, Spirit's in you, therefore you walk. And when the Spirit is in you, you're walking in the right direction. Amen? Amen. And then he says, if that is the case, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And this is very simple. For the flesh lusteth against, lust, lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. You can't walk after the spirit and after the flesh simultaneously. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Verse 18. But if ye be led, by, led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. See, you're not... You're not <coughs> you are not in this position where you have to earn your righteousness. You can't, you're not in that position anymore because Christ is our righteousness. Amen. Amen? Now, keep going. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit, what? The kingdom of God. Don't let these people tell you you will. And what's wonderful about our God is this. Let's say you committed adultery. <coughs> Let's say you did that. Is there forgiveness? Yes. With the Lord, right? Yes. Uh, I can't guarantee that other your, your partner. I can't guarantee you that one. <laughs> but I know God will forgive you. Amen. If you find yourself variance and hatred and witchcraft, will God forgive you? Yes. How about envyings and murderers and drunkenness? Will God forgive you? Yes. Isn't he a great God? But if we are still performing the exacts, we won't see the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God can only be seen through the spirit of God. And the spirit of God that's in you doesn't do these things. So you don't even understand this, the kingdom of God when you're doing these things. Oh, but thank God for enmity. The thing he put in us that says, something's not right here. When I'm in the middle of my foolishness, something's wrong here. Lord, I don't know what to do about it, but I don't, I, something's wrong. But let's see what happens in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit. And what spirit is this? Spirit of, 
what is the first realization or result of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? Love. That love that passes all understanding. That love that looks through your hateful ways and still reaches out for you. That love that can see all your faults, all your problems, all your issues, and still say, I love you more than life itself. That's the love that comes with having the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't you want that love? Don't you want the person you're with to have that love for you? Well, shouldn't you be a loving person to try to foster that relationship with the Holy Spirit in that person instead of running that person off? Well, he don't love me like that, bye. I'm going to find me somebody who loved me. Anybody said that before? You know the last guy you broke up with? Why? <laughs> last girl you broke up with? Mm, she don't do it for me no more. <laughs> and call that love. She don't do it for you as if you were something to do too. <laughs> she might have been all right. You might have been the one that was messed up. Oh, man, we would just let go and let God. Amen. You all would have so, your, your marriages would be so wonderful. Y'all be skipping and jumping and hopping like the Easter Bunny. Y'all be so happy coming in here, been smiling and, and, and oh, everybody, oh, oh, the Lord is good. Whew. I'm so happy. When single people, y'all be coming in here too, like that too. Oh, I'm just so happy the Lord is good. Ooh, ooh, happy, happy. Why don't we have happiness? You know the Holy Spirit happy all the time? Because it's doing the will of the Father yes. all, the time. all the time. So he said love. What else? Peace. Mm -hmm. You can have peace in this world today? Yes. When you're laying down in the bed, you hear clack, 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 clack. <laughs> oh, maybe not y'all neighborhood. <laughs> Man, we got out of the car the other night. Da -da 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 -da. Yep, sound like gunshots. <laughs> what are you going to do? Get scared and go get a gun? How many bullets you got? <laughs> God said, I give you peace. I'll let you sleep on the back of a ship in a storm. He said, I give you peace when the whole company is falling apart and everybody getting fired around you. He said, I'll give you peace. You don't have to worry about that. Because you know God says, you know what, that's mine. And until I'm through with him here, he ain't going nowhere. Until I'm ready, and I, 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 I laugh about that sign out in the yard. He said, until I'm ready for my people to leave, ain't nothing going to happen. You know this building been set for sale for three years. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Now it's time. God says, I'm, th I'm through now. We're about to do something else. I hope he sells it next week, just so y'all believe. <laughs> he said, Larry, don't, don't worry about that. Until I'm done, it ain't going nowhere. I know, I'm a little nutty. Amen. Steve, I'm a little nutty. I, I, I listen. Amen. Isn't he wonderful? Yes, That's how the peace that comes with the presence of his spirit. Yes. What else he got? Oh, no. Oh, we missed joy. I'm sorry. Y'all happy? Y'all want joy? Yes. We got joy. What else? Long suffering. Oh, he'll give you some long suffering because he's long suffering. Does people get on your nerves? Oh, yeah. No, what y'all say? Last nerves? That means they went through all of the nerves and they got to the last one. 
God said, I'll give you so much of me, you don't even get bothered with that. He said, I don't, you don't get on my last nerve for the six billionth time you've done exactly the opposite of what I told you to do. I, I love you. Come on, let's try it again. What else we got? Gentleness. Oh, so y'all won't be boisterous and harsh with people. Or, 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 or what is dogmatic when you try to teach them something? You just need to find Jesus. <laughs> really? When did Jesus ever say that in that tone? Be a representative of Jesus and watch what happens. Because the Holy Ghost changes the heart, not us. Amen. Haven't you seen that? How did your heart get changed? Somebody beat you in the head with a Bible, didn't they? They drug you to church and stepped on you and chained you to the chair. You saw something in them that warmed your soul and said, man, I give in. We got to be those people who do that to other people. We got to be so empty of ourselves that, that, that he is able to use us to help others. Do you think somebody else needs to know Christ? Well, this is the only way to get people to see him, is to be him. Amen? Amen? We got goodness. How about faith? When God said it is so. Meekness. We're scared of meekness, though, aren't we? No, they don't tell us what to do. Isn't that opposition? Meekness has never been weakness. Moses, the most meek man on earth, he was a general of a million people, and he spoke to God every day. You know why he was so, he was so weak? Because, you know, he was meek. But y'all say, he, you know, meek, weak pe meek people are weak. He said, look, y'all need to stand with me. And he made a declaration. Uh, if God is, if I'm doing what God told me to do, uh, let these people die a natural death. Y'all remember this with the three boys, three Levi, Levi fellows who thought they was holy too? <laughs> what happened to them? The earth opened up. See, that's more than just people just dropping dead. The earth opened up, and I love this saying. They fell into the earth and everything that appertaineth them to. They mamas, they cousins, they dog, tents. That, but that's meek. That's being meek. He was so meek, he asked the father for help. Young people, remember that. Let's keep reading. What else he give us? Temperance. Anybody got a problem with temperance? Yes, Brother Larry. We all have problem with temperance. We'll try that again. <laughs> we do. He said, but my spirit doesn't. So if you're having trouble with temperance, he said, allow my spirit to reside in you. And you won't have that problem anymore. And let's finish up. He says, against such there is no law, and that they, our crises, have crucified the flesh with, and the affections, with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Now we know works, don't we? Yes. Now we know what, he said, you're not, you're not under this law, the law that, that you have to be responsible for your own salvation. He said, they didn't get it right back then either. He said it was weak through the flesh. I told them what to do. They couldn't even do that. But the ones that did it didn't do it on their own. 
They did it looking to the just one that was coming. They knew the blood of this lamb or this goat wasn't going to heal them. They knew it wasn't going to forgive them, but it represented something with the just one that was coming. Now the just one has been here, hasn't he? His name was Jesus. He's been here. And he said, look, I'm going to tell you something. Allow my spirit to dwell in you. Because if it dwells in you, the righteousness of the law can be done in you. Those works that I said you'll do greater than these will, will be your testimony because it's my spirit in you doing them. So this is the combination, not a combination, I want to say that. This is the meaning of being under grace is that I have somebody that can do it for you. I died because you couldn't save yourself. My spirit is the one that can do the works that I and my law demands you do. Thou shalt not kill, not a hard thing when the Holy Ghost is in you. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house and wife and all those things. He said, you'll have no other gods before me. You'll have no images that you bow down to. And all Sabbath becomes a joy instead of a hardship. Oh, I got to get it together on Sabbath. I just can't. Why? What? What else you doing when the Holy Ghost is in you? You know the Holy Spirit will wake you up to be here on time. You think he will? Now don't refuse the Holy Ghost. God wakes you up. Hey, go to church. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got other problems. Know this. Claim this. He said this. The righteousness of the law will be done in you through his Spirit. Don't discount the law. Don't discount the spirit. Watch that combination work in you and give you all the the rewards that Galatians 5 teaches us. Can we embrace that this morning? Let's live it. Let's have a word of prayer. Thank you for taking the time to tune us in today. We pray that you've been blessed by the word. If you would like more of these sermons, please check us out on our YouTube page, download our podcast, and like and share us on Facebook and Twitter. May God bless you today and forevermore.